0: Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters.
1: Hello, writers. Boy, are you going to love this show. Today, I talked to children's author and restaurateur, Mary Nin. And I really wanted to talk to Mary because she has published, drum roll please, 21 books in seven months. She has three series and she's all over amazon doing a great job she's all over our facebook groups helping out authors all the time and she's really keen to give back with a variety of ways really so i think you're you're going to enjoy hearing what she has to say about whether or not she would do rapid release again on purpose and how she has grown her email list to twelve thousand people enjoy Hello, writers. Welcome back to the Writer's Way podcast. I'm here today with Mary Nin. Thank you for joining me. Mary? Hello. How you, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. We're in a thaw. <laughs> we were in a deep freeze last week and now we're in a bit of a thaw. Oh, good.
0: Well, that at least
1: not, it's bit not bit the
0: most extreme.
1: It's not, yeah, yeah. The kids that uh, were inside all week last week, indoor recesses and like you froze the second you go. out. So anyway, that's my life here in Canada. Mary, I know that you might not have done it on purpose, but you, you you did something with your second series of books that I wanted to talk to you about because when it comes to marketing, a lot of us sort of model our stuff on the novelists that have been doing it for longer. A lot of us children's authors and some of their techniques and strategies work and some don't. So I hope soon to get a group together and talk about some book bub strategies and whether or not those are worthwhile for children's authors but what you did was you released a ton of books in a really short period of time from what I saw and so so whether you meant to or not you did a rapid release and I feel like people might watch novelists do it and they usually plan it you know but I I don't think a lot of children's authors have done it so I'm curious if you can and even your first series really came out pretty close together right?
0: Yeah you know now that you mention it I I have had some questions about it in my inbox <laughs> whether like do I intentionally hold my stories and my books for a certain date of release Mm-hmm. and or do i plan my releases in succession like i've done and honestly i wish i could sit here and tell you that you know i was master planner and i had like you know from october november december plan like this but no almost everything went just kind of as you know as i went it was just went i just went with the flow of things so not really i think 80 percent of it was not planned Twenty percent of it was planned. Like I, I knew the titles that I wanted to release. I knew well once once I had the idea for the series down because I've had I have three now, and I did release twenty one books within a seven month period.
1: (laughs) I'm just gonna write that down. What was the third series? So you have your, like, How to Win series. or that's well, it's really your son.
0: Yeah, that's the Go Grit that uh, Kobe and I co-wrote together. Mm-hmm. And then the Preneur series. And then now the Ninja Life Hack. Right. So once I had the idea down of main theme for all of the books, and then I formulated kind of like the subjects, the main categories of the books in the series, And then I wrote those down and then I, and then I also wrote down the subtitles for the books. And I, I do this with every series. I do do some planning, (laughs) so it's not all on the whim, but, and then I will start to write the stories. A lot of times I can write four or five stories in a row in, in one sitting. But sometimes I can't. I mean, sometimes I can just create one or write one story. But then I will plan to, and then for like for the Ninja Life series, for example, I did plan a release of two at a time to help me release certain titles before Christmas and also to help alleviate uh, some of my marketing time spent on each book. And I think that doing that, it, it really didn't affect sales. But I think that it hurt me when I released christmas within two weeks of christmas that that was a little bit probably something i wouldn't repeat again mm-hmm. and then any of the titles that i've released in january has been a little slow to be received and so i think if i had to do it again i wouldn't release any titles in january i wouldn't recommend anybody else to mm-hmm. they're tough marketing months but i didn't see any negative effects releasing in no- november or early december but i think ideally it would be october right before yeah. the
1: yeah okay so how many books are in the first series the grow grit
0: so there are three in the grow grit series yeah um, and kobe's working on one right now he's he he's planning to release it this year
1: oh that's so cool how old is kobe for anybody who maybe isn't familiar with your story
0: That'll be exciting. Okay, so Kobe wrote How to Win Wimbledon in Pajamas when he was 14. And I helped him edit it and fine-tune his ideas and story. And then he wrote How to Win the World Cup in Pajamas. Which, you're right, that is actually the best-selling one in the series. Soccer. <laughs> Soccer is like the world sport. <clears throat> and then uh, he wrote How to Win the Gold Medal in Pajamas. And it's been, they've been doing well very well they they're they're doing better than expected because when your expectations are down here then (laughs) you know you can only rise up right yeah and then how many in the unicorn preneur series there are seven books in the unicorn preneur series and how well does it do it does good better than expected (laughs) (laughs)
1: love it this is the main takeaway expect nothing and you will be happy
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like one of my mottos in life. Like I don't like I don't expect anything from anybody or any results. Yeah, and then you're happy always, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And that way you're not Just, you don't you know yeah, you don't feel disappointed. Yeah, I like that if you can do it.
1: So you have seven of the unicorn preneur, which is a brilliant idea, and then what was the release schedule for that?
0: So let's see, I the Grow Grit series released between May of 2019 to August of 2019. So that was all about one a month. Mm-hmm. And then the Unicorn Preneur series started July 2019 to about October 2019. So that was maybe two a month. Two a month. And how many ninjas? And now there are eleven ninja life hacks books released so far. In two months? <laughs> yeah i think so because i started the first one released in late november
1: wow first of all kudos to you because you're also a restaurant owner four restaurants and 21 books in seven months and so everybody's going to be writing like how does she sleep (laughs) clearly she does not watch tv so that's amazing so i'm trying to think of the questions that people would have like you needed some money up front for your illustrators yeah. So if you're releasing that many books, like you're ha- where did you find your illustrators? Are they all different illustrators?
0: Yeah, that that is a very common question, Lori. You're right. You 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 can get into like the author's mind really well because I have received that question in my inbox. So illustrators, that's a difficult subject because there's such a range, right? The most important thing is to find an illustrator that matches your work ethic like I work at a very fast pace because I love what I do so obviously like I was very attracted to illustrators that had a passion for like creating and illustrating Mm -hmm. so uh, I do have a separate illustrator for each series the one that is working on my ninja life hack series she is amazing and she has a really hard work ethic she's super talented and you you just you just know she loves what she does because if you sent ask her you know a question or send her a request she's she's just all over it Mm -hmm. she'll give you options she gives you options and she's just amazing where did you find her there's several platforms i use i use behance.net I use Upwork and I use 99designs.com, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people do. You know, uh, have access to Fiverr, and and I know you've used them before. So mm-hmm. I usually recommend people. You know, just look through their browse through the portfolios, and message people and message artists and ask them. I was even willing to pay a hundred dollars just to see their portrayal of my main character. Mm-hmm. So. I think-
1: about- to get a sample and see what they can do
0: <laughs> that's what I was I, I did that for the unicorn and I did that for the ninja life hack but the ninja life hack series was a lot easier for me because the main character is actually based upon our restaurant mascot oh that uh, logo was patented and, and trademarked with the uspto.gov we had an idea already so it was
1: clear if she was hitting it or not. Okay. and So I'm I'm just going to assume that you're paying her as you go per book. So anybody looking into this, that might be an obstacle for doing this rapidly. And because you had such a short amount of time, you know, you you weren't stocking the books. So you just had a really fast, so you had a budget for it, which is nice. So anybody watching, you know, that you need to take that into consideration. And then what type of marketing did you do pre-release? Like, did you have a launch plan or was it, it's ready? I'm pushing the button onto the next one. (laughs)
0: no you've you've got to do some marketing it's not you can't just write and release there's a lot of work that is involved pre post and and during a, a launch and there's just so much that I don't know if I could cover it all here. But
1: Can you identify like one really important one for each phase?
0: Like what would be your most important pre-launch activity? The, the most important pre-launch activity. That's a good question. I would say building your email list is, has been really beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because with my email list, I send out advanced reader copies mm-hmm. also. I can't, I gain a lot of reviews that way, but also a lot of people send me feedback on what they did or didn't like. And then a lot of them will end up buying the book and, or the series. So that's really important for pre-marketing post-marketing. I think there's a lot. And it goes on forever. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I think Facebook and Amazon ads are really important. It has to be part of your strategy. Mm-hmm marketing. There's a lot of different marketing that you could categorize as far as like, you know, doing one single time and then also just like for long term. So Amazon and Facebook would be for your long term marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning that Facebook is playing a bigger part of my marketing strategy than Amazon ads is.
1: Okay, so that's something that a lot of novelists do is use Facebook ads, but I don't know of many children's authors who say that it's been effective for them. So, is there any tips about like are you directing people, this is my book, go buy my book?
0: Are you directing them to your email list? There's several strategies that you you can use with Facebook, but I'm doing I'm doing both of those things. Okay. And how big is your email list right now? I have about 12,000 in my email list. <laughs> Holy <laughs>
1: Okay, so is that just for your books or was that from something else? Because we need to talk about that.
0: Well, so I have a MailChimp account. And I have, I'm the marketing director for all our restaurants. And so, yeah, I have a list for each restaurant concept. And then I have a list for just authors. And then I have a list for Grow Grit Press. Okay. And so how did you grow it? There's a lot of growth strategies you can use to build your list. But one really easy one that everyone can implement, and I've mentioned it before in several of our children's groups, is that just adding the opt-in landing page link onto your email as kind of a passive email signature link that's very effective just to your
1: everyday emails to like anybody or to the email specifically to your reader list
0: no just anybody you come and come contact
1: oh with. okay just as part of like your signature mm-hmm. oh,
0: cool well, I haven't heard that one. yeah I release quite a bit of articles too on medium and my website and the different blog posts and so I always put a content upgrade link mm-hmm. so people can get that people can sign up that way I've, I've used a lot of that there's also been Facebook ads that's very effective so when you use the opt-in form for your Facebook you can retarget that in your ads but you're also collecting emails that are very targeted to you know your specific market Mm -hmm.
1: so you had some knowledge about Facebook ads prior to
0: writing I'm guessing and publishing no I didn't I was trying to okay so we've had our restaurant concept since 2005 right I was trying to avoid Facebook marketing until 2019. That's when I started learning. When I released my second series, Unicornpreneur, I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> and then where are you going to learn? Are you self-taught? Did you take a course? Did you find someone to follow? A lot of the way I learn is through trial and error. I didn't have a coach for Facebook advertising. Yeah. You really are like the embodiment of your your publisher name,
1: like growing and growing grit. Like you're just, you just get in the trenches and you figure it out. And I love that because as you talk about Facebook ads, to me, you sound like somebody who's been running ads for years, you know, and you really have a good sense of, of how, where to direct people and how to do it. So kudos to you because, you know, you've clearly put in a lot of time and effort. So I feel like people might listen to you and think, oh, she's got an agency behind her or she had a coach or she's done it for a long time. So really you put the time and effort in and you can figure it out.
0: Yes. I think it starts with a really, uh, really solid foundation, like what you want to build. And so in my mind, I always knew that I wanted to build a big, business no matter what industry I was in Mm -hmm. and so I think if you commit yourself to the long-term vision then you're willing to do what it takes to learn and sometimes people you can spend money and people can you know talk your ears off about how to do this and that but for, for whatever reason like human nature we just don't listen And so the only way we will listen is if we lose money. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess i got to lose money or I got to fail. And that's how we Mm -hmm. learn the best, the fastest. And that's how we succeed. Mm -hmm. That's a good motivator to not lose money for sure.
1: So you did. So you're saying you lost a little bit of money when you were starting out with a Facebook
0: ad? Not as much as I did with Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that. Now I have a better grasp on Facebook ads. My pay-per-click is down than what it was initially. And so, yeah, I probably lost a little bit of money, but I, I don't dwell on that. Mm-hmm. because part of the learning curve. Just like with Amazon ads, you know, everybody starts somewhere and come to find out that you, you just, you can get better if you don't quit. So that's the whole premise of, you know, our company is, you know, Grow Grit Press. Just, you know, keep on. You never know when success is coming it may be just around the corner it may be the day after you quit and so that's why i push people you know just don't just don't quit just keep going whether it's you know if you're pushing five dollars a day on amazon ads or facebook ads uh you're learning every day as long as you take that information and you know absorb it and then process it and you know produce better the next mm-hmm. year, ahead. So uh, how much time would you say you spend on your book business a day or a week? Too much. If, if you ask Kane, he would say, oh my, my wife is literally on social media all day, but I'm not on social media. <laughs> you know, it's just that I'm on my laptop a lot. That's the thing. I do not recommend rapid release to anyone. Because I literally worked a 14-hour day for like the last seven months. Just on your books or because you have the other business? Well, I wasn't just working on my books. I was working on marketing for all of my businesses. Okay. I would say about 60 to 70% of the time I was working on my book.
1: So too much time and you felt like maybe it wasn't worth it in the end. Like I, I think the premise of the rapid release is to extend that 30-day, you know, cliff so that when you first launch a book with Amazon, you have a natural sort of organic boost for 30 days. And then at the end of that, if you do another one, and then another one, you can almost extend the cliff for the whole series and really make a sticky rank and, you know, have better sales that way. But I always questioned it because novelists really depend on the ebook sort of income, whereas as children's authors, usually the bulk of our sales are physical book. So you, you put in a ton of time and effort, and did it pay off as far as sales, book ranking,
0: that sticky factor? I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that question. I'd have to go back and evaluate. I'm still in the launching phase, so I haven't really looked at all of that information yet. But I think that you have to really love what you do and think that I got into the zone for a really long time and that's why I was rapid releasing and that's why when you ask me did I plan that and I have to honestly say I didn't plan the rapid release but it, it was all just my passion producing for my passion that's it. Yeah and it really shows it really comes through. Are you done for now or is there more coming? So I think one of the things about a series and rapid release is that people do start to look forward to the rest in the series. And because I've been advertising or uh, passively marketing it on the back cover, I have had a lot of people ask the last four titles, but because January hasn't been a very receptive month, I'm not planning to release anymore this month, but I'm planning to release between now and October. the the final four, but I don't have a date yet. Okay. And they're in production. Yeah. I do sitting on a finished book. book. Yeah. I do think that people try to like, they anticipate your book coming out the release so that is one advantage of a series and, and rapid releasing
1: cool well it's so impressive and i know all your marketing and your business sort of expertise you share on a patreon
0: account so do you want to share what that is yeah so the patreon account is just an area where i give back to the author community and you know we've we've built you know a little family. In our in our Patreon account, in our gritty community, so that's where I you know just share any tips that I have and all of my tools and how I've done. I share my numbers in there too, Mm -hmm. so. I think it's a great resource, but I think that I will be converting it into a course and on Udemy really soon. So I don't know how much longer the Patreon account or at least one of the tiers will exist. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So we'll wrap up. Is there any last words of wisdom or advice or, um, you know,
0: powerful lessons that you've learned in the past year that you'd like to share with people? I don't know about just one, Lori
1: you want your marriage to last maybe 14
0: hours a day, <laughs> or maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> I guess it depends on your marriage. <laughs> well, Kane, I think that's very, good. oh, I know. Here's one last tip. Okay. Maybe, make sure you marry a guy that cooks for you because I... <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. Since my husband really cut back at work, he does the cooking, and
0: you know, it's so lucky. So I hear that one. Yeah, I see all your healthy dishes, or I did see them before I stopped seeing all your posts. My what? Your healthy salads and dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he did that for a while. <laughs> Today they
1: were joking and. My five-year-old's home, you know, three mornings a week with him. And I was I was up really late working last night. So today I was cranky. And so my son kept joking and knocking on the door and then running away on my work door. And so I opened it. And I said, next time bring food. <laughs> so anyway, five minutes later, there was a little knock and there's a little plate of food at my door. It's less healthy now. I don't know. He doesn't spend as much time with leftovers from dinner,
0: but it was super funny. So... I'm happy to have food, plates of food (laughs) left. Need one of those homeless signs that says need food. (laughs) food,
1: Please, and coffee. And coffee, bring me the coffee.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I have your
1: links, so I'll put them in the description and all that. And I think people will find this really useful.
0: So thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guest's information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out loriwriter.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.